What is up, guys? This is the All or Nothing Show. Don't laugh, Brock. And my name is Austin. I am the host, and I got my two journeymen or co-hosts right here. Compadres. Compadres, hombres, Brock and Griffin. And uh, yeah, we're starting this day off with a drink review, of course, and this is from Ray's. We've been liking Ray's. We've been liking some Ray's. Yeah, I like it when it's sweating, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so this flavor is strawberry colada. If you aren't watching it, you see it's a nice pink can. And one thing to mention, because you, you, you can see the Baja Blast, whatever flavor they have. When I was talking to the guy, Austin, uh, one of the sales guys, great name, by the way. Um, <laughs> he said that they're, they're moving forward with like changing all their look to match kind of like yeah, those vibes. So I was like, yeah, that'll definitely set it apart. Yeah. Because this, I mean, this looks cool, but... It could always, it could definitely be cooler. Yeah, it's it's almost one of those things. It'll catch your eye unless it's by a can that's like the Baja one. Yeah, and then it almost becomes like Manado. Exactly. Let's crack them open, boys. Let's what go. is what is colada supposed to taste like? I mean, obviously I've had. I think it's like a creamy. Uh, no, not creamy. Is it coconutty. No, like. like a yeah, I guess like yeah, like coconutty. I guess like creamy, maybe. Uh, we'll see. Like pina colada is definitely like coconutty, pineapple. Just go right in. You don't give it any time to just settle. <laughs> get a lot of air. Get a lot of air. <laughs> now I'm a big strawberry guy, so I have high hopes for strawberry flavored stuff. Yeah. So, like for example, the rain, the strawberry sublime, I'd give that like a three. Mm. You know, this one's hard to gauge because I feel like. Initially, you don't get that much flavor, and then it hits you at the end, but then it subsides real quick. What would you say the strawberry? Is there another flavor you have that pops out at you? <clears throat> I don't think I've ever had a strawberry drink. Like, who makes strawberries? <laughs> I mean, I have, but like when I'm talking energy drink. I would say it's definitely That's strawberry, a maybe a hint of cherry. Is there another strawberry out there? Really, just the strawberry sublime. From the- oh, and this blows that out the water. Yeah, Rain. Definitely. Rain, yeah, that uh, one strawberry was, one. I was so disappointed. Yeah, it wasn't, this one is wasn't good. It good. I like it. Um, I guess the strawberry could be a little bit stronger for sure. Yeah, I want almost a little bit say. more like tanginess yeah. or like pop to it. Yeah, it is good. It's smooth. It definitely has that creamy finish, like yeah. you mentioned. That, it, that it does taste like a strawberries and cream sort of. Uh, yeah, like yeah, like candy. you had like the uh, or the uh, oatmeal strawberries and cream Quaker. Yeah, I love yeah. drinking carbonated oatmeal. <laughs> but um i definitely want to hit on again that these drinks are definitely cooler and they get like browning points i guess from me at least is like the fact that they don't just use only caffeine for their stimulants they do add other ingredients in there that are faster acting (laughs) slower acting for just like sustained energy so a little bit of faster acting caffeine with the caffeine citrate then you'll see caffeine anhydrous i believe in there and also Dicaffeine malate as well, which is like a slower sustained release caffeine. Dang. Yeah. And uh, other ingredients trust in there. Me, who I'm knows if they're. Yeah, trust <laughs> me. And other, I guess they do have some other like focus ingredients in there, but you never know like the dosing and if it's even like, I guess, efficacious per se. I doubt yeah. it. Which I'm not worried about that with energy drinks. Like, I keep talking about, you know, we've talked about energy drinks and what we would do, and it's like. I don't know. There's not, you don't really need to razzle them up. So, my thing too, and because I had one yesterday when I was going to train arms i don't think of energy drinks ever even if they're geared towards working out like the bangs and reins are because they'll mention creatine bcas or whatever yeah you know i don't even really think of them as like pre-workout drinks per se 
because they're, they're essentially just energy and maybe a little bit of focus ingredients. But when I'm thinking of what I want before workout, what's going to help my workout, it is energy, but it's also pump. So I'm definitely going to go for, especially price-wise and price efficiency, going to grab a pre-workout way before I grab an energy drink. Yeah. With that said, though, you know, on a day where you wouldn't normally take pre-workout or, you know, a long day, you're working or whatever, especially with like me working from home a lot and on my ass, I feel like I really enjoy just grabbing, instead of like a coffee or something, grabbing an energy drink, sipping it, and feeling like a little bit more energetic, a little bit more locked in, yeah. and kind of getting it yeah. done. So I kind of look for an, an, an energy drink, more flavor and kind of like feel uh, more than necessarily the carbon, or no, not necessarily the carbonation, but more than like, uh, you know, the, the energy aspect. Of or it. recovery yeah. at all. I would recovery much rather all, have yeah. a solid taste, like you say, than... Uh, and just a good like energy drink experience rather mm-hmm. than like I don't care if it's got like beta alanine in it yeah. like those. Did you ever try? I think they were marketed as like a pre workout, but the GNC Beyond Raw. I didn't have it, but uh, I'd seen it. Yeah, but to your point, taste and experience. It's like yeah. that simple with these. Yeah, and yeah. that I I did have that as a pre workout, but it was weird because it's like. I almost feel like it's like two different beasts. Like I, like you said, sometimes I do enjoy an energy drink as a pre-workout if it's a kind of a random workout or something kind of just thrown in, just as a like shaking things up. But uh, with the Beyond Raw, I did drink that as a pre-workout because it was like it had other things, beta alanine in it, and it was just like. It was kind of weird to have an energy drink that then made me like flushed and tingly. And I feel the same way with the rain, the thermogenic ones. It's like, uh, I don't know if I want that all. I remember when I first had bangs, like when they first came out, a full one used to like really hit me. And you know, it used to be more caffeine. I think it was like three, three twenty, three fifty. Is it not that now? It's down to three hundred. I think it's three hundred flat. Oh well, I think it used to be three fifty. Which it was these, never that much more, I believe, are three hundred as well. Yeah, I think so. yeah, they are. But for some reason, I still have yet to really have an energy drink that really hits me in like a noticeable way. Because I remember when I first had the bangs. Again, I was weighing lighter, as younger, whatever. <clears throat> but point is, like, those used to really get me going. Like yeah. when I had the sour heads, and then now, now though, I could have a full one and still be like, you know, moving at my normal speed. I wouldn't be super jacked up. So I don't know what it is. Yeah, maybe they did change the formula. Maybe they underdosed. You're getting desensitized. Your it's probably tolerance, but still. Yeah. Next, you'll start nicotine. Yeah, yeah. why not? <laughs> Fucking junkie. Hell yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, speaking of like price wise, I'm, I'm heard you mention that. I would just invite them to shop because this is where I pick them up right now. Vitamin Shop does have a buy three get a fourth free mix and match. Nice. So that's and why he grabbed I grabbed a and, and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, I passed by his other products. Cause I was just, I was just like up in there, like just, you know, just doing my part, just checking out pricing on other brands and whatnot and seeing what's out there. And Jocko's milk, uh, protein, it's like uh, two pounds, like maybe a little over two pounds. It's like $45. Yeah. Oh, jeez. For like two pounds. Jocko, uh, we've now just learned it's just a big sellout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stolen yeah, Valor. As much as I like Jocko, his products are uh, disappointing. I so, like, Overpriced, underdosed. I would hate to see what the flavoring is for, you know, some of his other products if he doesn't use artificial sweeteners and uses spit. like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he had his pre-workout, and I don't. I'm, this isn't like just Bash and Jocko. There's other brands out there. Like he wasn't outrageously priced. He was, I think, forty four ninety five for his pre-workout. I'm not sure if it was thirty servings or twenty twenty five maybe. But guess who had the most expensive pre-workout on the shelf in Vitamin Shop? 
just give me give me one guess from both of y'all. A brand that just off the top of your head doesn't have to be you know whatever you can guess. <sighs> Would it be something Instagram related? Uh, no. Well, maybe, probably not in the way you're thinking. I'm thinking almost like something on Shark Tank, <laughs> or well, like what would be like what's the and Mike, it's like Mike Ghost. So, oh yeah, good, good. Ghost is that your guess too? I guess. Lock it in. Lock it in. Yeah. All right. Deal. So, <laughs> this pre-workout was outpriced by all the other ones by like twelve to fifteen dollars. C four. Hell yeah. C four. $56. They've got their base. I don't know why, because you can go to Walmart and get it for like half price. Yeah, $56. And online, I remember there's so many online deals. You can get like the normal 45 55 whatever tub for like 10 bucks. You don't can they? like buy one, get three free Yeah, that's deal. what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please, please. <laughs> please buy them. Yeah. But well, yeah, C4. Like C4 Uncaged. Yeah, so it was called like C4 that. Dynasty. And I didn't look at the ingredients. I didn't even want to. But... Anything that has their name on it, I was just like, how crazy that out of all the brands, the big name brands that are there, C4 would have the most expensive product. You know what's funny, too, is because Soyacor used to actually be a good brand. And I was looking back at old uh, Christian Guzman videos, and I remember when he was sponsored by them and Gymshark. Yeah. And I remember. Callum was. Yeah, we talked about this. Like a lot of the first YouTube lifters, they would get sponsored by Gymshark. Soyacor and like MTS Way. Or in Quest. In Quest. That would be it. (laughs) And, um, but I remember, yeah, I remember I used to get the Cellucor protein, which it might still be good. I thought it was pretty good back in the day. And, um, I don't think I ever had their pre-workout, but I had samples of it and it yeah. just, it just never grabbed my attention or grabbed my eyes. I don't know. Yeah. It's a poor man's pre-workout. It, it was kind of crazy to see the price jump on like that compared to other brand names, you know, that are like, I would, I would. C4 would be my last, you know, no knock to anybody that takes C4 out there. You can do better. Fuck you. <laughs> you can do better. Yes, you right there. <laughs> you can do better, but uh, there is, like, there's so many other brands that would come to my my pocket before that. And I feel like I'm so used to from you, the no dies, yeah. it, that now when I see that kind of pre-workout and you fill the shaker and it's this, like, Windex blue, it's just like, Or purple oh, or yellow. And it's like. I see people walking around with the gallon jugs of aminos still with like yeah. blue, purple, and whatever. Drink my like, own piss. You're just drinking gallons of, you know, coloring. Yeah. Practically. I know. And that's the other thing too is, um, you know, with a lot of that stuff, I feel like, you know, sometimes I, I wonder, and I don't know if you know the like the process with this, but like by weight, when you look at some of these like proprietary blends or other things like yeah. that, is it really all just, is there like another composite that's added to it that's not just sweetener or other things like that to kind of give it more volume? Yeah. So it? like say for example with Overcome, we had to use, since it's such a hydroscopic product that, and that meaning that any type of moisture that gets to the, the ingredients that are in there, the ingredients tend to soak up a lot of water and moisture from the air. So they had to add like a couple grams worth of excipients, which help break down and like anti-clump, anti-caking ingredients for the product. Litter. And that would, <laughs> yeah. And that would add weight. Obviously, if you add any mass or anything to the product, that's going to add the weight and make the scoop size that much bigger. So, you know, that's one example, but th- we didn't do that on purpose to try and like, pr- like gouge the number up and make it look like, Oh, look how heavy our product is and how big the scooper is because we added a bunch of bullshit to it. <laughs> We need a product that the scooper is like, 
Just 50 grams. Dry just massive. It. Yeah. Yeah. It comes with like yeah, take this. a one cup measuring cup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that there, there are plenty of companies out there that add in, you know, a lot of extra shit. You know, piddly cheap shit. Yeah, like, just to fuck with them too and just be serving size one eighth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one eighth. You, you actually got to measure it out even though we gave you a yeah. one cup. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, They'll add in cheaper ingredients, stuff like taurine or creatine, that are really, really cheap ingredients. And some, and their, in their own aspect, are efficient and good ingredients, but they're cheap, and you can just add that to anything. And those are just two off the top of my head that you can you really gouge up your scoop size, your weight, you know, the size of your tub, and you know, just market it that much more. But you know, that's one thing that we try to do with Gym Flows, literally getting back to no false, no false claims, no colors or dyes. No art of uh, no artificial sweeteners. I mean, excuse me. No artificial colors and dyes. No uh, proprietary blends. So we have a fully transparent label, and uh, everything's marked out so you know exactly what you're putting into your body. And uh, you know, not putting anything, uh, not marketing the tub to you know be this magic you know potion or pill. You have to work with it. You know, it's only going to work if you do. But uh, you know, there's plenty of companies out there that are making huge money off of uh, you know just some BS. And, you know, that could be anybody. You could point a finger at a wall and then more than likely that's a brand that's fucking up. It's hard to, I feel like, find companies that will, like, actually look out for the consumer and not take advantage of the consumer. So, there are some thing, out there. Uh, I mean, well, I'm not say there's none. I but. listened to a, uh, months ago, I was listening to Seth Rossi's podcast, not to plug a podcast on our podcast, but he was talking about how, like, a lot of brands, what they'll do is they'll release, let's say, one product with A-quality <laughs> ingredients. And then over time, as they come out with different flavors or different, you know, slightly different formulas, they'll start dropping the grade quality of the ingredients that they're using. Yeah. And so the products end up hitting, you know, not as good. They're not as tasty, whatever it is. And then, you know, next thing you know, the formula is almost, you know, you went from grade A quality to grade B or, you know, C, D. And the consumer doesn't even know because they keep just buying, you know, the the next tub or the next uh, flavor. Yeah. And, uh, you know. It almost doesn't resemble the original product. I mean, that kind of would be smart, though. I mean, it's smart, but like shady. <laughs> well, he you know? said that's what people that like it's, brands it's, he knows yeah, does. Like, yeah, you, that's an easy way to scale. Like every time we, if we were to come out with it, cheaper, if we were to hide it, you know, under a new flavor. Hey, we dropped a new flavor. By the way, we didn't mention it's a whole new formula too, and it's a well, cheaper formula. Not even just a formula, but <laughs> but what they'll do is like let's say you're buying grade A L citrulline, where it's yeah. like pure quality. Gotcha. It works. But then over time, what they'll do is they'll use grade C or D where it's cheaply yeah. made. Maybe sometimes it's not even like the exact right ingredient or it's not the higher quality. Sure. And next thing you know, it you know, you're like, eh, you know, this pre-workout doesn't hit as much. It's probably just the flavor. And so that's gotcha. what people will do. And they'll think, oh, it's just a weird batch or yeah. just it's the flavor. That's why it's not hitting as good as it used to. And, and it does. There is, I guess that is such a thing of like having different qualities of like raw ingredients. Because yeah. say, for example, and I'm not trying to like say our shit is the best out there, which I do feel like it is. And, I, and I, you know, it'd be wrong for me not to believe in my shit. But, you know, our manufacturer, for example, gets in raw ingredients from different countries, whether it be China or wherever the fuck else. And they, they want return to make sure that they're getting the highest quality raw ingredients. They will take a X amount of grams of that powder out of the drum that comes in, bag it up. Don't even look at it. Just bag it, ship it immediately to a third party testing lab. And they test for the raw ingredients in there. Any heavy metals, any arsenic, uh, carcinogens, bacteria, salmonella, you know, they'll, they'll get third party tests back to make sure that that 
that raw ingredient is what it is and claims to be on yeah, the tub. So it know? seems like, you know, that manufacturer obviously has their ducks in a row and yeah. they, you know, they probably only push, you know, a quality uh, ingredients, but I'm sure there's a lot of manufacturers that, you know, when they break it down and list it out, they're like, Hey, you know, if we go all a quality ingredients, you know, it's going to cost 12, 15, 20 bucks a tub. Hell but yeah. if we go, you know, we go grade C on citrulline, on you know caffeine. We can do it eight bucks a tub, and they're going to go for the profit yeah. margin. And then also just trusting the word of whatever country you're getting it from. Just saying, oh yeah, China just sent us over this fifty pounds of citrulline. We aren't. We don't want to spend the money to go and third party test it. So we're, we're just going to go ahead and trust their word and throw it in some products and you know it's rat poison. And it could be just you know flour or whatever the fuck it is, <laughs> sugar or you know some other cheap ingredient, taurine, creatine, whatever. And it's like, oh yeah, well, here's your create, here's your citrulline, but in fact, it's something totally different, you know, than what it is. So uh, you know, there there are checks and balances of that manufacturers do take. Not all of them, but most reputable and good ones will take to third party tests, making sure that they're covering their ass and making sure not only their customers, which are me, but my end consumer gets the best thing that they can. Do you ever think, you know, as you go through this process, do you ever think about sometimes like the, that it would be weird to then, do you ever think that somebody else was innovated like you were to start a supplement company, but thought I'm going to th- start a third party testing company or something like I that? Wish. <laughs> um, like, I wish. I'm like, I don't think I'd want to take the headache because, and plus I don't, feel i'd have any passion behind it like yeah. that well, here's the thing i've noticed um a little bit with like you know the work i do or things is sometimes you know you're you're working a job or let's say like for example work with a lot of these re- uh, realtors that get in this coaching group right and so they're learning all this stuff about you know making sales and digital marketing well one of them is planning on creating her own coaching for digital marketing like for example where i'm going with this is sometimes you know you're, you're working on let's say gym flow or your own business and you start to realize, oh, I'm paying this guy an awful lot of money to do labels or to, you know, check for third party, whatever. And then you're like, well, shit, that's that's good money. Supplement or manufacturers are going to have to come to me. The need is there. The demand's there. You're like, shoot, maybe I should start that company, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so sometimes I feel like you kind of, you know, notice these things and notice these opportunities of these demands and where things are moving, and you're like, shoot, I need a piece of that pie. And for sure, and that's and that's why you see entrepreneurs that you know have some some type of stable foundation already ahead of them. Like you don't want to just jump ship, and you don't even have one successful business going. And you're going ahead and starting to try and create other <laughs> uh, businesses yeah. that you ha- and you haven't even had created one yeah, successful. Yeah, I feel one like we see with. that a lot where there's you know. You got to at least have one successful business before you start branching out. Because other, then you're but. spreading yourself too thin to where you know. Who knows if you're putting any effort into either of them and you're just putting half ass effort into both. And next thing you know, you're wondering why the hell nothing's taken off. But, you know, I definitely think that's the case. You know, I, I see other, I guess, things that are going on that I'd be like, damn, that would be something I'm interested in. But I'm like, there's no way I could juggle both. And the thing, yeah, I mean, you only have so much time. And like you mentioned to begin this is like, if you don't have the passion for it, exactly. you're not going to put the effort yeah. in. I mean, it could be a genius business plan. Well, a lot and of this, money. But if you're not excited about it, it's not going to be worth it. Fuck no. Know? Like, because I'll say, for example, for us to third-party test our product, which it is a end goal for us to third-party test after our manufacturer makes it, they third-party test their raws, they put all the raw ingredients into the tub, shake it up, add flavoring to it, and then we get it. And then I would then go and third-party test the products again just to make sure that all the ingredients that are on my label are actually in there so you know, not to say my manufacturer would do that, but to, just to make sure I'm getting covered and getting everything that I'm asking for and paying for as well and making sure my customers do as well. But 
for me to test, for example, our all or nothing right now is $2,400 for one tub. Wow. That is insane. And like to see the money that they're charging and then to run that, I don't, there's no way in hell I feel like it costs that much to test a product, but <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I don't know what their equipment costs and whatnot, but it's just, there's definitely money there. But that's something that sounds so boring just to test raw, raw powders and send lab reports back. Yeah. All right, Griffin. What are these uh, top? Uh, yeah, what do you got? Um, a hotly contested uh, conversation going on this past week uh, that I thought would be maybe appropriate to bring up as like a segue into something else was, you know, in an ideal world without without any schedule, what would your perfect workout time be? Like time of day. Noon. Noon. Yeah. You know, a while ago, I would have said 10 a.m., and that my thing was at the time, I was waking up at 6, I'd have breakfast, probably give it like an hour, and then I'd eat like a, a smaller pre-workout meal, and then I'd train. Now that I've been so used to for like months, I was working out at 6, waking up at 5, past few months, I've been waking up at 5, working out at like 7, I feel like I want to stay on the one meal in my body and just kind of go. So I'm going to stick with that kind of like 6, 7 a.m. range. It just depends like when I wake up. I've liked being awake for two hours before training, so I would say 7 rather than 5. But again, if I was to really go Jocko mode and wake up at 4, I guess I could do 6. So I'm going to go 7 a.m. Let me rephrase the question a little bit. You asking that assuming that we have nothing else to focus on for yes. the day? Yes. Yeah, 12. Yeah, same. Because if I was to work out at 12 and still have to focus and make sure that I'm getting done, making it out here, shipping out orders, doing whatever – I, I would not be able to focus on my workout. I've tried to do that. Yeah. And it's like, if I don't knock it out first thing in the morning before w my workday starts, I try and wait until the end until I'm done. So I yeah, don't have anything else in my head. Well, see, I agree with it almost for the inverse reason. So like if I, uh, you know, if I have things to do in the day, I have like clients and videos to get done. I almost, you know, I'm stressing those too much kind of, uh, well, yeah, I mean, same actual reason for you, but I, I guess just order of operations is a little bit different because I like knocking on my workout first thing in the morning so I can get to everything, get it done, and I kind of have one thing off my plate, and I don't have to think about, oh, well, I got to work out at 12 or work out later tonight. I can just, you know, get it done, give it my full attention and effort, and then get to the business of the day. Yeah. But uh, same kind of concept with you, just different uh, order of operations. What, was, what about your time? Well, um, before I used to train – um, when I used to work like restaurant jobs or sometimes like retail stuff, I would typically go at like one, two in the morning and then I would just sleep in until like 10. Where were, so when, when, when this was happening, what gyms were open at <laughs> well, one or two a.m.? When I lived here, uh, Amfam. Amfam. And then when I was living out west, I would just walk across the street to this place called Access Fitness, um, which was, like the remnants of an old gold yeah. in Montana. But I used to like going there just because like nobody would really be in there. The day would kind of be done. It was this weird like hybrid of like morning and night to where it's like, you know, the day's done, but the day's also starting. <laughs> and like I'm starting right. and ending my day with the workout. Um and so it would be nice too because That's it's a way like, to look. All, yeah. So uh I don't know. It was kind of a weird thing, but like that would always be like my like Zen time. And then with training, um I would say probably around ten, but because I'd like to get 
maybe two meals in. That's that the one struggle true. I've been fi- finding a lot with some of these earlier times lately. It's like my one meal just doesn't cut it. My stomach starts growling like 30 minutes so that's in. that's what I was going to ask was with both y'all, because I guess you both agreed to two meals. Two meals. And that's what I said was my optimal original thing. Is two meals. Yeah. I think optimal, true. But I wonder like when y'all have had to train on one meal, what are you eating? Because, I mean, I feel like on leg days – for a while, if I didn't eat the extra bit that I am now, I would feel hungry. But I'll touch on what I eat after. Um, so I'll typically eat four eggs, two pieces of Ezekiel bread with butter and honey. So I don't know. I feel like that's like an ample meal. That's pretty hard. But the problem is sometimes with the earlier times too is like I'll eat that and then I'll go to the gym and I'm still kind of feeling like, you know, I haven't fully digested this. But then within like 30 minutes, I'm hungry. Yeah. And so it's frustrating. Well, it's dense, but I would say that you're missing some carbs. Yeah, I usually will have that after the workout, so but I probably you had four should. four slices of Ezekiel? No, no, no two. Four and oh, yeah, four, four, four and uh, two ain't enough. Yeah, yeah I probably should have oatmeal, yeah. too. Rookie, rookie numbers. Yeah. yeah, good point. What do you eat, Austin, if you had to go so, one meal? Uh, lately, if it's that 5 a.m. workout, mm-hmm. I do two packets of oatmeal, and that's like if I'm eating it right before I leave to go to the gym. And I know that doesn't give it much time at all to get digested, but at least it puts something in my stomach to where I don't feel hungry. I do need the uh, apple cinnamon oatmeal. But there was that time where I think some of my, not some of my best workouts, but where I trained fasted for a few months, like I would just skip eating. I would just literally wake up pre-workout and I would go, except leg days, I'd have to do something. Yeah, yeah. But every other body part exercise, like I could go in fasted and get some really awesome workouts and be starving after though. But oatmeal, usually two packets. That's a good point too, real quick before yeah. you start. Because sure. last year with with I had a little bit weirder schedule in my last semester. Now I'd usually work out at like 4.30 and wake up at 4 or so and then just like real quick eat a yogurt and like a bagel and – I wouldn't really be that hungry at that time of day. It is kind of weird to just, you know, as the day goes on or different times of the day, maybe it's your circadian rhythm or whatever. I love bagels, but they're hit or miss for me. Sometimes I get a good pump from them. Sometimes I feel like they take forever to digest. I was going to say, bagels are a little too heavy for me to have pre-workout. But here's what y'all are missing. You need it's a the cottage. It's oh, the cottage. That digestive. That yeah. By the time I digest when I wake up, if yeah, it's going. No. Um, y'all have like half of. If I took both y'all's pre workouts, basically mine. So I have the two packets of oats, except I don't do two packets because I think it's a little sugary. But I get one packet that's flavored and then I'll half scoop the uh, instant unflavored oats. So it's, you know, good balance. A little less sugar in there. And then I'll do two eggs uh, instead of four. And then I'll do uh, either two slices of toast with jelly or I'll do like one English muffin with some jelly. Yeah, that sounds like a Cracker so Barrel all in style. All, all in all, let me, let me, let me see. <laughs> the exactly Grand Slam. I think all in all, it's like <laughs> the let Denny's me see how many Grand carbs slam. that normally is. Yeah, I probably should check. And especially two in the morning. Well, so if I'm doing, it ends up being like 80 grams of carbs. Okay, like, that's good. yeah. So like, if I'm having my two meals, then yeah, I'm crushing. Like, I usually have oh, a lot of calories. I do meals, like a, yeah. probably 1,500 calories yeah. between the two meals, and I'm that's been like optimal. Yeah, and then as far as it digesting, I usually end up giving it, you know, including drive time. It's probably got like a good 40, 50 minutes to digest. So maybe y'all just while gotta, you're reading your book. Yep. 
No, I actually read and drink coffee, and then I'll make breakfast. Yeah, I was kind of curious about the time, because the past couple weekends, I've been leaving Brock to his own devices with Yo, Ben. Yo, can we talk about that for a minute? <laughs> All right. The oh. past four weeks, I text him, or, or I see him in the gym the day before, and I say, hey, Griffin, you lifting tomorrow? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, 7 a.m.? He's like, sounds good. I'll see you then. And 8.30 then, rolls around. What's up? All right. The first week, he was like 30 minutes late. Missed my bench. So I was on my own for spotting. I was like, I okay. wake up at 6 and I'm like, oh, got to make food. <laughs> got to get out of here. Okay. And I like second scramble. Week, second and week. it's like 7.45 when I'm getting out the door. Second week. <laughs> complete no-show. Are Third, you coming? Uh, well, that's because I had family in town. No excuses. Let me ask you this. Are you showing up for his bench days? He doesn't even ask. <laughs> he doesn't mention it. <laughs> the Smith machine becomes my ally. Third week. Third week. He's like an hour late. And then this past week, same fucking deal. Hour late. He even texted me at like 30 minutes late. And he's like, hey, I'm like 10 minutes away. It's like another 30 minutes before the dude walks in. So, And he goes, how'd they go? <laughs> yeah. So listen, if you need a spot... You can rent out one of my time slots with my clients. It's only 30 bucks, okay? You know who was in there this past Saturday? Because I was in the cage bench, and it was the hooligans that have been rowing on the chest press. Oh, and, shit. And just yeah. spot? No. No, they were, they were they pumping out. The they were pumping hype. out the 140 dumbbells and chucking them through, <laughs> through the mirror. <laughs> yeah. And all bent up. I felt bad because dude rolled back, and he could only maybe do one rep on his own. And so the dude was helping him, but he was also holding the dumbbells to where his hand was choked up, and so his wrist was bent <laughs> so hard. And the dude's like, <laughs> and I was like, dude's gonna have sore wrist later. Yeah, you're holding on by one strand yeah. of tendon. I was waiting for him to pop because I was like, doing with that with any weights annoying, but one forties. And you just force him. Nope. Yeah, we're going one more, one more. <laughs> yeah. I was, and they were blasting that Pop Smoke song. Oh, dude, Pop like Smoke. Wait a minute. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I don't care who you are. Pop Smoke sucks. Yeah, that's right. I know he died, yeah. but it's like, yeah, that's sad. He died? Yeah. yeah. He well, he died before his songs came out. Oh, this shit. is like a posthumous album. It is? Yeah. yeah. And that's why they play it so much. But these like, songs but are just like... Christian Dior, when yeah. it rains, it pours. It's like... We all up it's in the store. No Damn, like, you know what? So, oh I do remember God. them mentioning that a while the ago. The worst lyrics, the worst beats. Like yeah. the guy. Oh yeah. man, I'm sorry. I don't like people, any of these sucks. rappers that died. Pop Smoke, Lil Peep, XXX, uh, XX, whatever, Juice <laughs> World. Juice World done. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I think he. A while ago. Something drug related. Yeah, I'm not sure. But anyway. Yeah. What's another topic? Um. So my other question I had. Whip it out. I need to. Uh, just re- refresh my memory. Oh, um, something kind of we were talking about the other day, but I was going to ask you guys, do you feel like you need to have a defined plan or structure in place in order to be successful at something? I guess we hit on this. I feel like to be truly successful, yes. Like some sort of structure because me shooting from the hip, I can, I'm only going so far. Like I'm going to hit a ceiling of not being able to control everything that I need to do within my day. And I realize that. And it sucks because some days I'm like, man, it feels so good just to shoot from that fucking hip. But uh, I, I have a little list over there for today, and I'm like, 
you know, I don't know. I feel like there needs to be some type of structure, right? I guess when I say that, I mean, do you do you feel like you need to have like a five-year goal, one-year goal, this and that kind of like laid out for you to work towards? Or can it be a little bit more like impromptu, if that makes sense, like day-to-day in order to be successful? I don't know because I, I feel like I haven't experienced enough to like realize that I need both. I feel like I do because I've been doing this long enough and I haven't set long-term goals yet so i feel like i probably should so it's like man how how am i gonna get there not by shooting from my fucking hip yeah i think goals are absolutely needed i don't even think they have to be necessarily written although i think that makes them a lot more real and a lot more uh you know there to be worked towards but i'd say at least if you have like a very specific goal in mind and a date in your mind you need to work on it i'd just say like yeah you know there's two things i just mentioned you need your goal and you need the date that you need to get it done by and then you can kind of build a plan structure towards that. And I generally have a plan with most things I do, but I will say like the past few months and we talked about it, like I haven't really had a gym program. I've had my split that I've kept up with, but because the gyms have been open, closed, you know, all this other stuff going on, hopefully, you know, when I have a more consistent gym that I'm going to, then I can kind of build a plan around that. But until then, I feel like I'm just like, I'm doing generally what I would normally do, my consistent split, compounds, all that. But, you know, just something about not actually having a exact written down plan. I feel like I have been a little slower to progress, a little bit um, not as structured. I don't know. I feel like I'm still making progress, but not as fast or not as specific as I would like to. So I want to definitely chime back. First out of two. What are some current goals you have for yourself, Brock? Any big ones? Yeah, didn't you reveal this on another podcast? Oh, we should probably look that up someday. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> Wait your turn. Wait your turn. Um, but, you know, I'm thinking like, I don't know. So you're just speaking about all like setting a goal, setting a timeline. Me, I feel lately, and this is personally with what I've been doing, I've deep down have felt lost and I feel like I'm just doing everything. Like I'm literally trying to do everything like newsletters. Uh, I haven't, I'm definitely picking up on the post, you know, social media post, uh, reaching out to customers with notes, like every little thing. And I feel like unless I, unless I need eventually need to sit down and write a main goal to focus on and like, do those daily tasks to get to that goal like i feel like i'm just going to be spreading myself a little too thin i think the more you write down specific goals for yourself as far as um either reaching a certain amount of retailers um coming out with certain products yeah. social media how much content you want to have per week and like how you want to structure it and the way you want to present your brand i think the more you know everything will come together and you'll start reaching your bigger goals faster when you tackle like those little categories yeah. and you start saying uh, not I'd like to pick up my social media, but I'm going to post three times yeah, a week. Yeah, what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And actually like structuring that. It doesn't have to be elaborative. It doesn't have to be some like 12-week plan to, you know, master this, you know, promotion on, you know, Instagram or something. But just having some kind of plan of action of here are the steps I'm going to take and we'll see where it goes from there is, is something better than nothing. Yeah, because and now that you said that, like the past few months I have – in my head said, oh, I'd, I'd like to start posting more. But then I just never held myself accountable for like, what am I going to post? How am I going to post? Yeah. Like, what am I, what the fuck are you going to do, Austin? Like, yeah, you'd like, you'd like to do a lot, but you know, deep down, honest yeah. with myself, I have, I've gave myself plenty of excuses over the past few months, especially with quarantine and just things slowing down. It's like, you know, 
which I don't have. Everybody has some rough weeks, rough days, whatever, where you're just like, oh, feeling a little uninspired, unmotivated. But uh, especially nowadays, yeah, yeah, it's but tough. you know, at the end of the day, you got to hold yourself accountable. And I've I've begun to start doing that with a few things. I'm not perfect by any means, but uh, you know, don't want to sound cliche, but I'm just trying to get better. That's a good point. I was gonna ask, kind of going off of that. Do you ever feel like planning can get in the way? Like over planning or kind of, you know, like over, uh, like writing goals or procedure can kind of get in the way of actual action. Um, not if you're doing it right, but I will say that like sometimes I feel like having too much uh, rigidity within your plan can. Uh, you like the terminology, didn't you? It sounded I good can't all even the say time. That. Yeah, That's why like, I had to make sure it was a word in my head before I, I said I can't say it. relatively. Relatively, yeah. yeah. Rel- I almost say relativity. Rigidity. rigidity. Anyway, back to the thing. But if you have too much rigidity in your plan or structure for your goals, I feel like you don't give any freedom for creativity or for pivoting. So I feel like depending on your brand, your product, the goal it is, you need to have room to kind of pivot and make a change. I mean, if it's something more objectively like you know a bench press goal or whatever – you probably should stick to the plan, but if it's, for example, gym flow products, you know, things might come up, uh, you know, whatever it is might might happen where you need to be able to pivot, change. Yeah, unexpected bills, unexpected whatever, yeah. you know, it's like so, things can pop up and next thing you know, you know, a product that we've yeah. been planning for months might well, have to be You've changed. experienced tons oh, of that. Yeah, huge. And so, you know. Huge. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I'm just, I don't know, like, now that you say that, I've experienced it. I've, I've never looked back and like how we have pivoted and we, you know, you just got to keep on going, keep on swimming. You know? That's one it's thing like, that's funny. I feel like I do a lot and I feel like you've done a lot and all of us have really on a lot of things is sometimes, you know, you end up hearing these uh, tools for success or tips to be to better, to be better, to, you know, things that you should be doing to be more successful, improve your position, whatever it is. And then you look back at past things and how you've handled situations and you go, oh shit, I did that. Or right? yeah. I listened to that. And, th- and then, you, you know, you start to realize um, how you can actually – even improve what you did in the past or, uh, you know, twist something and apply these things more readily and more available. Uh, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that. Well, but, but yeah. well looking back, like there's a few moments, and I'm sure you've probably thought yeah. both of y'all, where you've gotten to a point where you're like, there's no way we're coming out of this. Like, yeah. there was a few times where it's like, damn, how the f- things have hit a wall at 90 miles an hour. What I'm saying is generally, I guess you learn along the way. Yeah. And sometimes you look back and you realize you handle things better and more professionally or more properly than you did than you thought you did at the time and again it comes from being able to shoot from the hip um confidently and not just standing stagnant in your position and just you know and i think being like thinking on what happened and just instead of thinking putting thoughts into like all right that just happened what was me it's like all right well what what can i do now like what's the what's the next step i guess you know small steps whether it's small or big you know what's the next step that i can do to like Push this thing forward. You know, keep this boat going down river. So talking about programs, Griffin showed me his program yesterday. You finally got and, uh, one? He, or I've had block. this for oh, like sorry. a year. His second I'm block sorry. or whatever. <laughs> point I thought is, you were going I just keep it close to the chest. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, want to share it. I can't but, uh, let see them big old tiggies. But one thing, though, is uh, <laughs> I looked over and I was like, okay, good, good, good. And then I got to the end and I, was, I, no, I texted him and I was like. I didn't send him that one. I was like, you, only, top you only have six working sets of biceps the entire week? Hold on. Six sets? The entire week of biceps. He had three sets of reverse curls and three sets of either other reverse curls. Like 40 uh, eight eight to 10. 10. <laughs> yeah, 40. Yeah. You need it. 
Well, but let me see other... this bi- your biceps are looking good, though. For I know he's gonna lose them. <laughs> well, you know, was that, is that something new? No. Well, I've been doing this. Well, like this kind of block schedule for, except for the quarantine when we were in the garage, but probably like a year. Do you not just, you get bored training your your arms? Is that what? No, I just try to like, try to be as practical as possible, but it is kind of like a, I do go back and forth in my head of like, okay, this is probably by the book how I should do it, but it still doesn't feel entirely right to me that it's like, this isn't what like old school people would do. What are y'all's opinions? Like. I feel like the arms don't need to be trained crazy like some people do. I, I used to train them three times a week, and I don't know if that might have helped or if I just always had decent arms. I don't feel like my arms are okay, but for some people, they'll like work out, train arms for like an hour and a half, and three like five different types of curls. And besides yeah. a hammer curl and a, a supinated curl, like there's not much else that I could really. Do, I feel you know? like to your point, I feel like people overdo it and they start doing all this creative shit, but at the same time. I feel like for myself, I train them twice a week, and I get some work when I do, you know, pull-ups, rows, uh, you know, when I'm doing chest press and tricep work. Uh, but I feel like I feel like mine wouldn't grow as fast if I didn't hit them directly. But at the same time, as long as I just focus on, you know, the two or three exercises and I keep it intense, I think all the extra stuff, the excessiveness, the the hour and a half workouts, two hour workouts on arms, three times, four times a week. That's where you're kind of just, you know, you're doing a whole lot for a little extra benefit or yeah. no extra benefit. So getting back to like Griffin with your split of just only six sets a week of biceps. I mean, when I have an arm day, I typically throw in some other muscle group, whether shoulders or something smaller. See, and I don't like shoulders and arms together because my shoulders then will overcompensate doing curls yeah. or other things like that toward then. I don't feel like I feel it in my arm. I don't do it every arm day, though. But, like, it'll be my second time hitting shoulders, technically. You know you what I'm saying? You probably really hated our shoulder and arm workouts. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, no, um, they, were, they were good. When I train, like, buys or tries, I only typically do maybe two exercises, three tops for each ex- for each muscle. So, like. See, in my head, it's like, okay, well, that's kind of a typical pull workout for me. It's like, I'll do back for four exercises maybe a rear delt and then like two bicep and like i don't know it makes sense to me but with that kind of thing i still do think about you know maybe i should do like a seventh day but just kind of do like a light volume kind of arm workout but i don't know i just feel like in my head like that's a wasted day if i just devoted to just arms but abs and calves with it brother Cabbage. Yeah, that's a good point Cabbage. too. Hit all the pointless muscle groups. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I I like to do three exercises for buys and tries both times I train it, mainly because. But you do it one and then the other. You don't really superset. Yeah, correct. I don't superset them, and I have a shoulder and arm day, so they're kind of on their own thing. And with biceps, I think of it this way: I have one, you know, kind of overall heavier movement, either like alternating dumbbell or barbell. I do one that's more like an isolation, like a preacher curl, cable curl, something where my elbow is usually in front of the body or just super isolated where there's nothing else going on. And then I'll do a hammer curl to obviously get the brachioradialis, uh, brachialis, all that jazz. With triceps, I try to do three as well because I kind of stick with, again, one major compound, whether it's dips, close grip bench, uh, skull crush or something like that. And then I'll try and just hit each head. So I definitely want something for the long head. I want a cable push down, usually for the lateral head. And then I kind of have, you know, some kind of wild card, you know, exercise, whether it's a cable reverse push down or it's a cable kickback or it's, uh, you know, dips, dip machine, whatever it is. I got to say, though, you know, thinking back a little bit, 
I do really miss, and I almost feel like I was in, like, uh, maybe it was just more so enthusiasm, but, like, was in better shape when I would just kind of, like, oh, yeah, I'll do this today. And then, like, I'm going to do a big pyramid for this, and, like, I'll pick this exercise. Versus now that I'm, like, in a program, it's like, i got to do this next, and then I'll grab this weight, and I'll try to do this many reps. I, I miss kind of we that. We talked like, about this a while ago. I don't know, it's just very cohesive connection between we, like mind and body back yeah then, you got so. Austin who's kind of just make it up as he goes and then you got Griffin yeah. who's super like structured out that's what I that's what they indoctrinated into me with well, school I would I need love. to like clockwork orange myself to like <laughs> get it out of my head Lately, and, and, and if somebody wants mean? to send me one that's watching this I'm more than happy to accept and give it a shot and see what happens but I would love to have a checklist to knock out because I want to be a check- you my program. I want to be a checklist yeah. guy. I want to walk in because some days, listen, yeah. are you ready for that? Though? I am. I want to be like you play Griffin. the pre-workout song that old yeah. chariots. <laughs> yeah. I did play it the other day when I drove up oh, on him. Yeah. He was wondering what I was listening. I was like, to. is that Game of Thrones coming up or what? Is that Braveheart? What's this? Yeah. They will not take our freedom. But uh, song of my people. Yeah. You know, there are some days, everybody has them, where you walk in and you don't hold yourself. Like, it's just an off day and you're like, fuck, let me do whatever I can to just get a quick pump and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But if I had a checklist, I and because there was a few times during my prep when I did that, that Joe had either wrote, ripped me out some workouts because I was like, I just don't feel like working. He's like, go do these. And I knocked them out. You just feel so much more accomplished having like a list. Even yeah. Not to say that you don't give it all your all when you're in there, but just knowing that you checked everything off that you needed to do. And if you did a little extra, perfect. If you didn't, whatever, you got it done. That's the other thing I would say in regards to a program is I do kind of miss that too of like, oh yeah, I'm feeling doing a little bit of this right now to where sometimes when I finish my workout for the day, I'm like, all right, that's it sort of thing. Like I don't really Knowing you have more in the tank? Yeah. Well, that's why I like having almost like a happy medium to where I have my kind of compounds where I have to do them. But then like the last one or two exercises per muscle group, I kind of like leave up to interpretation. So like especially for arms, I kind of just have that one exercise I have to do. And then the other two, it's like, well, do I want to do cables, curls today? Do I want to do a preacher, single arm, barbell? Kind of just like play it by ear. I'd love to get, you know, for everybody that's watching, all the thousands of you, drop down in the comments what you what your training split looks like and like how, how you go about your week and plan it out because we'd love to at least get some engagement in here yeah. to, to figure out what everybody else is doing out there and see what works like best. Like and for, smash that subscribe yeah. button. Make yeah. sure you double tap that thing. <laughs> or no, that's Instagram. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, double tap the dislike. But I would like a checklist for real. Yeah. Like no. to, to go in there and have like, you know, being like, man, I got it done. And at least like lately, I'm telling you what, it's the first time I've, and I, I don't want to say it because I don't think I ever do, but I feel like I might have overtrained my quads the other day. This was Thursday last week. Oh, I want to touch on leg overtrained recovery because yeah, I trained Thursday hack squat for like eight sets, and it was just I'm telling my I was telling Kathy this morning with my client, and she was like, "Why are you why are your legs giving out?" Because I went to like step up on the pull up thing and my leg buckled. I was like, "That was from Thursday." She was like, "What'd you do?" I was like, "It you just don't want to know. the moon's aligned." <laughs> I said I took two two ibuprofen and some all nothing red apple. Oh shit! And Viagra. Yeah. <laughs> some Cialis. Yeah. But the, I guess the ibuprofen like took the pain away from my knees, and the the red apple DMHA just got me pissed. And I got in the hack squat, and the, I even had the old man like one of the old men came up 
pull his headphones off. He's like, "Damn, how are you?" He's like, "You're doing a good amount of weight." Not that I feel like <laughs> Austin was screaming. Yeah. I probably was. I probably was dead serious. I was just, you know, you know, when you get into either your squat, the hack squat, you just you do that one rep, that first rep, and you're like. Oh, today's gonna be yeah. butter. Today's yeah. gonna be butter. You then like the first rep determines like how the day's gonna go. And I was like, oh, it's fucking on. It's ten percent luck. Yeah, twenty <laughs> percent skill. I took some red apple myself Saturday and had a good workout. Besides failing because he wasn't there to spot me. How are the boys looking? <sighs> you know, surprisingly enough. Good. To be fair, enough heat. <laughs> There's enough heat. <laughs> the usually it takes a full day before everything wears off. But you know what? Later that night. Boys were hanging again. Good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, did uh, hella, hella hack squats, then did hella squats. Like, I just got lost in the sauce. Hella squats. And then finished off with leg extension. I saw Miles, uh, Miles Hicks in there. Talked to him. Probably did six or seven s- sets of leg extension. I was like, man, I've been in here three hours. Let me get out of here. And the next, so the past three days, I couldn't even touch them, like physically touch my legs like yesterday. They were tore up. I've uh, been pretty brutalized myself, so <clears throat> speaking on our goals, you can give an update on your core training. Mm-hmm. Not as cool as or important as mine. But uh, so I've been doing my running. I did three miles, I believe. Yeah, I did three miles uh, Wednesday and then four on Thursday. And then I went to train uh, legs Friday. Legs were a little sore, a little fatigued. wasn't anything crazy, so I was going to take it easier. Mm. I didn't, though. I went a little bit harder. Did uh, deadlifts, some sets of uh, five front squats. Um, all that jazz. It's all my Instagram. But anyway, legs are a little bit sore. Nothing insane though. Uh, but like definitely just, I felt, you know, the build up from all of that. And so, you know, I got into my, and lack of sleep thanks to my dog. He's waking us up every night. It's almost he's like 11 or 2 probably still scared from when I scared him. Yeah, he's probably just having <laughs> flashbacks. But anyway, Sunday rolls around and I made it a, a point in my mind to run, uh, six miles because I'm going to touch on it in a minute kind of how I'm structuring and why I'm doing whatever I am doing for running. But I uh, ran six miles yesterday and went well, doing good. But uh, just, you know, the last mile and a half, I think because it was a little bit hilly, uh, I felt a little bit of discomfort, a little bit of pain. And like, I think I guess it would be my medial uh, meniscus on my right knee. So just a little bit of pain there. And then just later like that day, uh, or like after I got home from the run, my, uh, what do you call it? Midfoot, my kind of where my arch is on both my feet was pretty shot and pretty beat up. So I was kind of rolling that out a little bit with the, uh, a tune-up ball or lacrosse ball. And then along with that, just, you know, I went to go train arms later, hamstring felt a little weird and just like overall my legs just felt so shot. But Yo, I mean, what hamstring is the one that's a little weird? Left so one? my left one is what I tore, but my right one is the one that sometimes just feels weird, and so I consciously think about it, even though that's the one I didn't hurt. All right, I want to mention, quick break from your story. The other day when y'all were, I think you both were deadlifting on the turf. I don't remember, it was recently. I looked at the back of your left leg, a little bit above the knee, weird bump. I don't know if it was a shadow, when you were bent over, and you were like about to grab it, and you were setting up for the deadlift. I was like, I just glanced over, and I saw something. I don't know. It was like, like bumped like that big, but I don't know if you can feel it while it's you know shortened like that. Maybe I don't know. When it gets cold, will you run inside oh, on a treadmill? No, dude. I'm telling you what. Like I'm not bringing it up. Like or I'm not like joking. <laughs> oh God. But uh, I need to look at the video now. <laughs> I looked over. I was like, I wonder if it was his left knee, left hamstring that was it bugging. Was I, I swore I saw something, but maybe it's just me. I'm, dude. I'm. 
If you see me in the gym and I'm just staring off in the distance or it looks like I'm staring at you, it's probably because I can't tell who or what you are because I'm blind. Yeah. <laughs> can't really see anything in the video. Yeah. Well, you, you ain't got no hamstrings, no way, so. I do have, is it up towards the top, no, though? No, bottom, above the knee. Really? Yeah. Maybe it was a shadow or some shit, but. It could have been, because I don't have a, I don't feel a bump. Hmm. We'll look at it later. Yeah. But uh, point is, no, because uh, that, that, that's the thing, that hamstring feels fine. It's more like my, uh, it's my right one that, it's not even like it actually feels weird, it's just I consciously think about it on yeah. squats and other things, but anyway. But point is, like. The biggest thing I've had to like balance now is how I'm gonna recover between my runs for like my leg days or just general from one run to the next run. And because I am running a lot more miles, and so I got one of those stick rollers, and that'll help a lot with just getting more into certain areas um, and keeping those loose, both post workout, but also just like before warming them up a little bit. Um, And then uh, you know just making sure I'm stretching, doing all the things I should be doing and such. You know, and so here's my plan with running. Uh, moving forward a little bit is pushing higher miles because the thing with running which it's it's not quite common sense but it's kind of funny how again you kind of transferred over a little bit from running to lifting but instead of just you know trying to go all out and say okay if i want to run fast i'm just going to run faster the thing is though is when you're pushing yourself past a certain threshold your body starts to build up a lot of lactic acid in your legs right and you get that burning feeling that we're familiar with like on a leg extension and stuff so when you're you know pushing past a th- certain threshold or intensity on your run trying to go fast, you end up building that. Your legs get heavy. They feel tired. You're not going to run that fast. So the idea is to build up that threshold so you, you know you have to run X amount fast to before you start to build up that lactate that your body can't yeah. flush fast enough. And so to kind of push that threshold harder and harder so that you can run faster before you get that build up is to run a lot more miles at a low or moderate pace. Yeah. So the idea is... You know, like I ran six yesterday. I didn't push the pace that hard. I, I ran it in like a 9, 20, 9, 30 minute per mile, which is pretty slow, at least for me, if I was running a shorter pace or actually trying that hard. But the idea is to push myself up towards that threshold, but not break it. Don't push to the point where you're actually like starting to feel your legs burn and all that. Uh, because then, you, you know, you're just, just going to intent. It's kind of like when you're going in and let's say you're supposed to hit an RP six, but you're like, ah, I feel good. I'm going to go for eight or nine. And you end up just overtraining your body and pushing too hard. So that's something I'm kind of, you know, doing with almost all my runs. Is Something I've seen that people will say is like 15% of your runs should be like at a higher intensity. It should be like almost all what's called LSD runs is like low, steady days. On acid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that's kind of update on my running. Pushing good, uh, you know, just take my time and get more into it and uh, enjoying it. Yeah. When it gets cold, will you do it inside on the treadmill? Uh. I- if it's below 40 degrees, I'm going to uh, probably go treadmill. But in the meantime, maybe on Black Friday, I might get some... Uh, I, th- I have tights, but they're like really old gym sharks. I'll probably actually get some like colder clothes so I can run in the cold. Because to be honest, running in the cold is a lot better than the heat. The humid air is so heavy to breathe. Do you think you'll have a treadmill by Black Friday? Maybe. Hmm. I just one in the apartment, though. That's the thing, okay. so. I don't know if you'd have your own equipment for that running by then or not. <laughs> Anyways, uh, my Fine, train. Keep your secrets. <laughs> this is unfortunate because last week was my what fourth, fourth week that we've been doing these like daily goals, and it was the first week that I did not complete my third day of core exercises. Uh, I did two. 
as yesterday was Sunday. It, was, it would have been my last chance to get another third day. You got star all over. And I went, I went and had a beer out on the beach oh. instead. That is not helping those abs or that abdomen. God damn. Yep. So I uh, had a nice lager, Richmond lager. But anyways, uh, I now still haven't, I haven't worked out. the other three times. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't worked out today. So after the show, I'm going to edit. Got a few things else I need to do. Pack some orders. I'm hitting Willow on. Not cool, but get. <laughs> Make sure you it's check a, in. Uh, Make sure you, you post a picture. Yeah. App check. Tag them. App check. Yeah. yeah. I'll make sure I tag y'all. Only y'all. Mm-hmm. Make sure you reshare. Yeah. For your boy. But anyways, uh, you know the the past well the other two days though, and the thing is like, I'm definitely giving it my own when I do it, and I like my like I've mentioned before my my abdomen gets gas, my lower back. I definitely feel like all my little accessory muscles down there definitely get gas to even feel it in my hip flexor sometimes because you know my core gets weak and other muscles take over but uh it's it's been it's been hit or miss on some days some days i feel like man i like i crushed it and some days i'm like uh i don't even really feel it. i just got tired you know um but it's been good still i've been you know besides the the one slack day i'm definitely looking forward to still continue doing I it you, i don't know what it is with me but i've been very like motivated recently with the running to the point where maddie's like scared i'm gonna get skinny and small but I keep telling her, I'm like, I'm training my legs, I'm eating enough, quick, quick crying about it. But anyway, point is, though. She don't want you to get uh, all lean and shit. Yeah, I know. All them honeys be looking at you. I know, that's what it is. But Your dad bought You know, but, but for a while when I was running, just for like, you know, general fitness or cardio or whatever, I was like, you know, just looking to kind of get it done. I did enjoy like the feeling at the end, but I wasn't really enjoying the process. But now it's like, when I'm running, I look at it as training and not just, you know, cardio thrown in. Yeah. And so... I don't know. I'm just like, I don't know. I just have a different approach to it. I am excited to kind of get the run going, to maintain a pace, looking at the stats. Um, and I definitely enjoy the, you know, the finishing feeling. And uh, got to love a good <laughs> when you finish. Yeah, good, yeah. A good finish. <laughs> Y'all didn't pick up on, on uh, it. They should have gone. Know. That's what Knocks she said. Knocks right too out. Late. I know. Yeah. But anyway, the point is, yeah. it's. Uh, I don't know. I've been motivated. I've been watching a lot of, like, Nick Bayer stuff. Uh, and, you know, I wish... I had the TRT or whatever he's on that, you know, he maintains a lot of muscle can. mass. For, uh, yeah, I it can. Just take, it's, it's a choice. That's yeah. a choice. <laughs> One day. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, him and, you know, there's some other people on Instagram I keep up with. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like, you know, not that the ad, core training, it's not, you can't get really hyped behind that. You know, I guess like That's as, I mean. as yeah. purposeful yeah. as like See, running. I feel like with running too, it's like what running motivation is there to where well, it's like, I'm well, going to get Well, when you up, run faster, you need a PR. I think you can it's see, the, yeah. you probably see a whole lot more progress quicker than You like, feel the performance. You know, with abdomens, like you only see your abs. Like I'm not training it for aesthetics. I'm training for strengthening stability because yeah. my core is weak but like for most people training abdomen like it's boring shit that's why most it people would don't be, train it, it would be the equivalent of like training your bench press endurance hoping like you're like oh once i hit this pr it's going to be crazy like on a one rep yeah. max but you like never experience a one rep max until you're lean is like the equivalent so it's like you have this hidden potential but you never get to really yeah. see it Unless but at I least with it. running it's like okay you see your time improving you see well damn I didn't feel tired at all after those six miles. Like I'm doing a lot better than I did when I started. I would like to do maybe get on some type of program, and I I need to look around and see what piques my interest. I just don't want to do it just because. Oh, Brock and everybody's doing a go out. I really want to do you know find something that like strikes my interest, but maybe some type of strength because we've talked about it. You know what would we do if we didn't body build? And I love body, but I love chasing the pump. Pump is me all day, mm-hmm. but. Uh, 
I would love to, you know, focus on maybe one lift and be like, let, let me do a program for that for a few weeks and curl. watch my Yeah, the strict curl. That's what I told Maddie, too, is when she was talking about, like, I don't want you to get all, like, you know, running base. But I told her, it's like, my, I was told her, like, my. That's how you know you got to keep her. She's yeah. looking out for But you. my my base and my love is always going to be, like you said, like, bodybuilding training, pump work. Like, I just love, like, weight training overall. Yeah. And so I was telling Griffin today, like, if, if my three, like, goals right now are like running strength and size and i have to cut out one of those for like priority wise it's going strength like i'd rather just be big and uh and look strong and enjoy those pump workouts and what i'm doing and then also run rather than you know try and you know max out and be crazy strong while also trying to run on these legs you know Mm -hmm. flash forward 10 years down the road brock is like 130 pounds pounds. Yeah. yeah He's wearing like the shortest shorts you can get and like a baggy Going tank. Forest gum. Head foot or headband on and Maddie's like sobbing at home like it all started all right, when All right, babe, I got another hundred miler this weekend. Yeah. yeah. With, that would be respectful though. If I was an ultra marathon. With runner, goggins. That'd be pretty hype. Though. Yeah. 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 I don't know. For me, I feel like aside Griffin's from aesthetics. Like, like, there has to be practicality. If I'm going to do cardio, it has to be like a survival-based cardio. It, it can't just be running for the sake of running. There has to be, like, that shouldn't be the end in itself. It should be almost like, get to the drop point by, like, this time. Or, like, like fully armed, jump over this, run 100 yards, reload the clip, put two rounds in this, so or something like that. Wanna, it has to be, like, a life-or-death scenario. You want to train like for, I'm like, Spartan it. races. Before... For an apocalyptic situation, not well. It would be fun to do those Maybe obstacle. Maybe an Iron ones. Man is an apocalyptic situation. Maybe you have to swim yeah, two well, miles to the checkpoint, bike, bike 112 uh, miles later, and then I don't know about that. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. I feel like for don't me, you have to like pee and crap your pants like to do those? Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that. Don't they take my, like all day? My or, thing like, is, I don't. Hours? I don't think I'll ever try and do an Iron Man mainly because of the like full commitment you have to make to that training, and then also the swimming. Well, he also said last week that he would never have running comprise his leg workouts and that changed today to where he's You're not like doing breeze, strength dude. based leg workouts anymore on it's fr- only on gonna Fridays, be they're a little hypertrophy bit more. so yeah. by next week it'll be <laughs> that'll flip flop mm. so i don't know yeah. I'm getting shit on over here i don't know oh actually go, kind of going what off what are your that. goals yeah. Griffin? have you guys ever done any gymnastics never when I was like six, um, I can do a backflip on a trampoline. Out in Rockville, there is a uh, a place called Gym Quest, and the guy and his wife do like an open gym, like adult kind of just check in lesson. Yeah, and I did that a few summers ago with a friend. We would go probably like every week or two, once a week, and uh, that's actually a really hard level of strength to. Uh, I feel like a lot. Of I want to put my do. kids in gymnastics. A lot of core work is involved, and the a rings, lot of mobility. And yeah, I have flipping. zero shoulder and. Ankle and hip mobility. You guys see the arms <laughs> on the gymnast guys? Yeah. Crazy. Well, the, the lats, lats and arms, like, they'll do, like, that ring hold mm-hmm. and then do, like, the flips. Iron cross. Yeah, girls like, look dude. good, too. Hell, yeah. They're built a certain way. Well, one thing that was crazy to me, too, back then is, you know, it was fun to learn. And it's a little bit scary, too, because they do kind of, like, well, they'll prep you a little bit as far as if you're going to do a backhand spring, you'll do it over this kind of mat barrel at first so you yeah. can kind of get the feeling of rolling. Then they'll have someone spot you, and then you'll do it on your own. But uh, one thing that really impressed me was 
there are these like seven year old girls that were on this beam and they would just like backflip and land right back on the beam. And it's like, I can just imagine like spraining my ankle, like castrating myself or other things like that. Just like with one yeah. miss. And it's like, nuts. these people are just, would be just as flat as this shit, yeah. right? <laughs> but uh, that was really hard. And it's like one of those things that it not only wins you just doing things repeatedly, but uh, yeah. it's a good, it's a good strength workout too. I believe body it. weight. I and definitely body believe Hmm. Yeah, I do like a lot of that stuff. I do like, you know, aside from just lifting, like that kind of climbing, gymnastics, to be agile, parkour, primal. I think I used to do parkour in high school, actually. Oh no, they're coming! Let me do a backflip. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So, Matrix boy. Yeah. Well, and, uh, um, I guess I do have an update for Jim Flo. The fever is going to be back in stock. Probably by the time this lot goes live tomorrow, I have the fever back on the site. I know a lot of people have been asking for sweaty balls. <laughs> Code sweaty balls for ten percent off the fever. Check out. I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll probably I'll leave that code up for a week. I'll give you a week. Code sweaty balls. Yep. Plural. <laughs> With a Z. Yeah. No, 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 no. We'll keep it. Keep it S. Keep, keep it S. So sweaty balls. Ten percent off the fever. It's back, y'all. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't. You know, I don't. I guess I don't need to talk about it much. But dieting sucks, obviously. And no magic pill out there is going to make you drop body fat percentage. But this fever does help make dieting suck less. You know, taking it helps elevate your mood, gives you a little sweat, heats up your inside, a little thermogenesis, but it also suppresses your appetite. It also has an ingredient called T two in there that helps with thyroid hormone optimization. So you know, helping make sure that your thyroid is working as optimal as possible, which helps with your metabolism and all other things. So, but anyways, yeah, the fever back on the site when this thing's live code sweaty ball. <laughs> and as far as overcome goes, I know a lot of people have been asking about that. Hit me up on social media. I don't know. Get off, <laughs> get off my back. I'm just messing. But, uh, I'm hoping, is it almost, what, what's today's date? The 26th, 27th, 27th. Damn. Probably not going to be here before the end of the month. Maybe the first week of August. Because uh, I don't know, I would I would hope within a week and a half, maybe. But anyways, you'll definitely hear from us once that comes because we'll probably have a show dedicated, uh, not dedicated, but we'll definitely t- be talking about it plenty on the show since it's a new flavor, new look, new we'll formula. Have to sip it on the show. Yeah, we'll have to give it a review. Yeah, shit. Yeah, definitely. Some fun skits. Hopefully, we'll have with that as well. Hopefully, y'all like the skit we just dropped today or Monday when y'all do listen to this. But anyways, uh, that's kind of it for updates now. Hopefully, big things coming soon. Within a Knock week or so. Wood. <laughs> yeah, world takeover. So we're gonna get into some answer the internet from Barstool Sports. Questions as fucked up as you are, and I'm gonna start first. Answer the internet. Would you rather let <laughs> All right. Here we go. Answer the internet. Would you rather let your wife fuck you once with a strap on or take her last name when you get married? I guess I'm taking that last name, I'm fellas. taking the last name. No way. I, yeah. Austin Perry. That's that's like a race car driver name. Oh, I'd be Brock Dix. <laughs> you know, obviously this this card game's just all fun and stuff, but it's like, oh, don't knock it till you try it, you know? No. <laughs> I'm not trying. Happy Saturday. You know, it, all, it happens behind closed doors. You ain't got to talk about Maddie it. Maddie would hear it on the Caller Daddy thing. They'd be talking about how, like, some guys like it or... 
you know, what is our thing supposed to be called? Like, it's not the G spot, it's some other spot in their yeah. ass. I guess the P yeah, spot, well, I don't fucking know. But, but she's like, oh yeah, you know, uh, she's not saying it in a way that she would. Brock, no, come she on, is. let me do that it. That show, like, grooms women to yeah. become whores. Yeah. Kind of, <laughs> I've never heard it. I've never listened to it once. Just be glad Sarah doesn't yeah, listen to it. Be anyway, glad you've never um, heard of it. But but point is, yeah, it, <laughs> if you're a guy and you like being pegged, I'm sorry. That's gotta is that be what's gay. called pegged? Is it not gay? Well, it's it this, this is like the equivalent of like the word partner. This is like the the trajectory that like humanity is crumbling towards i feel like where like you're you're the guy and you'll wind up becoming pegged and you'll have not a wife or girlfriend but and it'll be your this, partner to keep this or fair something PC, like that we have nothing, like, there's nothing wrong with being gay but is getting pegged not gay it has to be gay <laughs> yes because it involves because sure you're doing it artificially and it's a girl but if it if you like that sensation if that's your thing that's what you want if you were to get that non-artificially, I get what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, there's a fine sure. line there. Because otherwise, you just seem like when you're in the you closet. become the tunnel. Yeah. All right, Brock, it's your night tonight. Because yeah. it's a slippery. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know if I want to like get to that point, but I was going to say it's a slippery slope when, like, it's your girlfriend then doing it to you, and then by that logic, it's like, yeah. well, like, where does the line get crossed there? Sometimes, yeah. so. Anyway, we'll end that discussion. Hey, I ain't gonna knock it. If you like it, you like it. But and probably, I'm I'm gonna have my my wife's last name. Yeah. yeah. Next, Griffin. What would you do? You need an answer. Yeah. Oh well, I don't have a wife, so. So uh, I'll take that back. No, yeah. well, uh, I guess I'll take the yeah, wife's last that. name. He's like, can I get both? <laughs> no, I uh, I'm trying to think. Like previous girls I've dated, like what would my last name be? But I guess I'll take the. Could you imagine name. looking up at your girl's face? Slamming your back. <laughs> oh, you would be on your back. You'd have to be belly down. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I'm saying hiked up. Like you'd have to be very hiked up. I didn't know you had right. the flexibility. Yeah. You pull the hamstrings back. Everything tucks yeah, up. You know what I'm saying? Get the ropes and tie them <laughs> to the bed. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> would you rather sleep with a sexy midget or a below-average regular chick? They've got pictures too. I swear we answered this one before. Maybe. Would you answer? Like early, early uh, show. Midget all day. Midget all day for sure. Yeah, I'd do the midget. <laughs> Just uh, yeah, midget. can kind of throw it like pizza dough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just grab him by the ankles. <laughs> yeah, so I can pretend I'm the I mountain would, for a day. Throw it like pizza dough. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's funny as shit. Uh sorry. But yeah, yeah, midget all day. The picture really like seals the deal here because <laughs> you know, you think below average and it's like not that's, a ten out of ten, that's but, like this that's is like a below three average. Yeah. That's yeah. like a three. Alright, debate the internet. If you were stuck on an island for a year and could only have one picture of a celebrity to jerk off to, whose picture would you want? I told y'all this a few weeks ago. I, I rethought like answered this. No, no, but something similar. I, I rethought the celebrity questions we've been getting, and Margot Robbie, nine days or nine times out of ten. Would it be a picture from something, or just like if you had your like wildest fantasy ah. played out and a picture was taken of that, or would it just be almost like a, a portrait? I mean, I can't really think of a movie that jumps out that she's been in besides Wolf of Wall Street. She does look good there. But honestly, just pictures I've seen of her just going out. She looks uh, pretty stunning. Hmm. So 
I don't know who it would be. Caitlyn Jenner. No. Oh. <laughs> I want Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> uh, I don't know off the top of my head, man. Uh, damn. Yeah. Uh, was there any movie that you're like thinking back on that you're like, man, this? What is yours? Open my eyes. Probably Amelia Clark. From Game uh, of Thrones, yeah. I feel like I say, I've said that, that, that before, yeah. but really, you know, I gotta say, but you'd have even to have growing hair, up, right? yeah, it has yeah. to be blonde. But uh, <laughs> even growing up, I feel color. like I never really have had like celebrity yeah, crushes. Right, so it's not like I'm, it's, I don't. Think I'm sure celebrities like, have great bodies. Yeah, either. most of them don't. So three chicks. I'm sure there could be like three other chicks that could pop into my head right after this. But who's the chick that played in? Uh, damn it! I already lost it. Uh, Ted. Margot Robbie, I'm pretty sure. No, no, Mila, Mila Kunis? Mila Kunis. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's, that would be it. Yeah. Probably off the top of my head right now. Just like to pick one and get it over with. Yeah. yeah. It would do. <laughs> yeah, that you is know? a good point. It would do. I forget about that. Whatever. All right, a little bit of a spicy ending to the uh, <laughs> yeah. podcast. Yeah. Well, anyways, that is it for today's show, guys. Uh, a little quick one today, just over an hour. Uh, next week, we'll have the same thing going on. If you have any questions, reach out to us on all of our social medias, which will be down in the descriptions. Make sure you give us a follow. Every Sunday, I post on my story uh, questions box, so you can ask us any questions you'd like us to answer and dive into. Anything at all. Nothing's off the table. Till next time, guys. We're out of here.